Good morning, it's Brenda Eshen Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life, Zen and Relationships. This is our sequence now, Zen and Relationships. And this week, such a huge week for all of us, everyone, was just the Buddha's birthday, April 8th, and Easter, Passover, everything, all about birth, 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 all about passing through times of constriction, <clears throat> times of difficulty, times of seeming, it seems as if everything is over. It seems as if there's no way through, no way out. I think both in the Easter and Passover stories, we're looking at a very similar situation, death, Many, many people also in the Passover story passed. They did not leave Egypt. They did not leave their place of confinement and constriction and pass through to the, oh, cross the Red Sea. They didn't believe it would open. They stayed where they were and they died in the desert. And in the Easter story, we have the experience of also great pain, constriction and passing away, passing away death, into the tomb. So there's a moment in all of our, not maybe more than a moment, certainly, our experiences, a time of hopelessness, death, it's over, it's finished, no more hope left. There's no life, life is over, there's that sense. Of course, life, life, life can never be over, and life is relationships, (laughs) Life is new every moment. It arises, arises, arises. It's brand new. It's fresh. If you want to use the word hopeful, well, if something is brand new and it keeps coming, surprises, it's ex- it's here. It's alive. Alive. <clears throat> and, and we think, well, who knows how long I'll be alive? Or how, how no, who knows how long this relationship will last? Or... Who knows, who knows? We don't have to know. We don't have to know details. We may not know them. But we do know that life is alive and does not end, cannot end. New sprouts always coming on the trees. It looks like it's over. It looks like we don't have any more relationships, like we're parted, we're alone. Looks like, looks like. That was that is the story actually of part of the story anyway of this huge holiday season, which touches all of us in different ways. The sense of oh maybe I'll never have that that relationship. I want that closeness, that love, that intimacy, that togetherness, whatever it is, however it might appear to you. But, but but this holiday season, this huge holiday season, is telling us, of course you will. It's here now anyway. We don't know what it is. We think it's a, we're never going to get through the, the Red Sea. We're never going to leave Egypt. We're never going to leave a place of confinement, constriction, slavery. <clears throat> and in the Easter story, such pain and, 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 and torment, and then the sense that death has happened. And of course, before the Buddha was born on April 8th, no one knew he was coming. That's also so beautiful. The birth of wisdom, of clarity, 
all different ways to know who we are, to experience the truth of our own lives and of our own being, of our own being, which can never die, which can never end. So what has this got to do with relationships? Well, you know, when we know ourselves differently, and when we know what life itself is differently, we're not going to cling to some one person in such a life and death grip. We're not going to cling to one relationship as if this is the place where I'm going to get everything I need, and if I don't, I'll be miserable. We see that life is constantly producing new life and new events and new hope. And every relationship that's brought to us is a great blossom on the tree, beautiful. And we experience it for as long as it's given, and then it may change very much. And that's all just another new experience, rather than thinking, oh my goodness, I've been betrayed, I've been deserted, whatever we think. That's how we're trained to think, that this is going to last forever in the same exact way as it's always been. But no, 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 no. A relationship is alive too. It has its own life. It has its own death. It, not that there is death, but let's say that it has its own pausing, cessation. And then, it, and then it has its own birth, its own reappearance, maybe in a very different form. When we know this about relationships, we're not so thrown off when something happens that may be very different from what we wanted or very different from what we expected. We're not so harmed or hurt by it or aggrieved by it. We just see it as part of the life of the relationship. <clears throat> and and I want to really say one thing that seems very clear to me today. It seems very clear, and if it is helpful, I hope it will be helpful. Because it's true that a relationship cannot ever end. It's just impossible. It's an illusion. It's an illusion. It cannot ever end. There it is. It's in you. It's forever. It's in your heart. It's in your consciousness. It's in your cells of your body and the cells of your being. Now, it looks as if the cells of our body won't be here forever. So how can the relationship be here forever? But our being is here forever. Who we are cannot ever go anywhere. And the relationship is there. That's where it is. We are actually and the relationship and all our relationships were all united, united, united forever and ever and ever. You know, sometimes we'll meet somebody seemingly for the first time and we know that we know that person or we feel very connected to that person or very close to the person or, oh, I can breathe. Someone said to me the other day, oh, I can breathe when I'm with them. And I, I smiled so much because that's that recognition of the relationship, that eternal Relationship. Now, in Zen practice, we don't use the word eternal. <laughs> That's not something we really, we don't put it that way. But these are just words describing something that's really indescribable. So if I'm speaking at all and I'm using words, I'm, I'm, I'm weaving a web. Hopefully a useful web, a lovely web. A web, but it's a web. 
It's a way of describing that which cannot be described. Zen practice cannot be described. It cannot be confined, and neither can you or your relationships. Actually, that's, again, what the holidays show us. We cannot be confined or described. I'm alive, I'm dead, I'm risen, I'm not risen, I'm born, I'm not. I'm a slave, I'm a free man, free woman, free person, all of that. It looks one way one moment, and then it looks another way the next. So I think I would say today... (laughs) that our fundamental relationship is with the truth, with the Dharma. The truth and the Dharma, two words, the same thing, the truth, the Dharma, with the heart of life. You can also call it with God, whatever word you want to use, spirit, higher self. Some people get so upset when you describe one word or another word, but these are just words. Different ways of painting the picture, describing the same experience, our fundamental relationship. This week in particular, let's focus on that, our relationship with the truth, with the way it really is, the way you really are. Not all the dreams we have and stories we tell ourselves. So but the really the big, beautiful gift to the other person and to yourself in a relationship with everything, with anything, with your cup of tea, with your friend, with whomever, is to allow them to be completely themselves, who they are, and allow yourself that privilege as well, not to try to fix them, change them, control them, demand anything of them, nothing to demand, everything is given. Just be available, be present, be here. When you're listening, really, really listen. A beautiful Zen koan is, who speaks and who listens? Mm. Seems like there, there is the other. It seems that way. Again, that's the world of seeming. I like to think of it that way, the world of seeming. We hear so much these days about the other. And the more we talk about it, the more we're creating separation. We're creating separation. We dwell on it. We imagine it. We declare it. We're creating it. But who? But in Zen practice is the practice of oneness, being one, joining together. No separation, no loneliness, just one. That's also the practice of... Judaism, the practice of Christianity, the practice of Islam, all the practices, true practice, the oneness, the love, the the blessing for all, for all of us, all of us. And that means all our relationships as well. The one. So, So you know what? The biggest treasure in a relationship is not to make the person, whomever they are, into the other. Don't do that. That's hurtful to them. It's hurtful to you. Just be open to meeting them as they are. You know, there's a beautiful quote from Rumi which says, meeting the friend or to meet the friend is the only purpose in life. Wow. 
Now, I love that so much. To meet the friend is the only purpose in life. And of course, we now, who is the friend? The friend is one who you do not make into the other. They're the friend. You're not afraid of them. You're not trying to use them, manipulate them. You're not playing games with them. They're your friend. Wow. Emerson also says, when we meet a friend, we're entirely relieved. How beautiful. When someone comes along who's a friend, we're entirely relieved. Relieved of what? Relieved of our burden to pretend that we're someone and that them to be wary of them, to be on guard. We're relieved. We can just be thoroughly ourselves with them and really know them, meet them. Now that is, not only is it beautiful and joyful and healing, but it's a wonderful description of Zen in relationships. We don't even need to use the word Zen, of relationships. All relationships have been said to be a reflection of your relationship with the divine or with your whole higher self or with the absolute, any way you want to word it. Now, that's another incredibly interesting, wonderful concept to, or idea to, to just take it in a little bit. Not think about it with your intellectual mind because that will endlessly produce contradictions, questions, on and on. It won't produce peace of heart. Just take it in the way you take in the sunset. Or if you're cold, a warm, sunny afternoon, just take it in, absorb it like that. All relationships are a reflection, and maybe I would add an introduction to your relationship with the divine. So with those words, I've given you an awful lot to absorb. Not think about, please don't think about any of it. Just absorb it the way you take in a meal Taste it, digest it, enjoy it. And I want to wish everyone listening a beautiful day, a beautiful week, however it is for you, a beautiful season of spring, of rebirth, of of blooming, and also a, a real dedication to tremendous healing and peace, not only in our own lives, but in the entire world, that everyone should find friends, real friends, be able to see the others as friends. What a wonderful way to think of it. And we can also do so much to help that happen, each of us in our own way. So thank you, thank you, thank you very much for listening. It's a joy. It really is a joy to talk to you. Here, I sit here by myself Recording this, and I, I know I'm, I feel I'm with all of you, and, I'm, and you are me, and I am you, and it's a wonderful feeling. So have a beautiful, beautiful holiday season, and have a beautiful day. The URL for this is www.zenwisdomtoday.com, and if you want to send a note or have a question or anything at all, it's topspeaker at yahoo.com. Again, thanks for listening, and bye-bye for now.